Hey everyone, welcome back to Elevator Pitch. Uh, my name's Cody. I'm Tim. And, welcome. Uh, come on, come on, come on aboard, old Rickety. Old, old, old Rickety. Old Ricky, Ricky, Rickety. It's uh, it's gonna break down. It's uh, but it's a known issue now. To the point where like your boss typed that email up that was like, "Hey, being late and saying that you're on the elevator is no longer a valid excuse because you should know." That's 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 the that's this elevator. Why people get on it, we don't know. But but come on aboard. All right, come yeah. In. Well, uh, do it. You know, uh, this is the <laughs> the part where we we uh, we abused that bit hard. I am. I'm never gonna not do something with that. Even if I'm just repeating some of the stuff, I'm never. I'm never gonna not. I'm sorry if you're listening to this podcast and you hate me doing that bit. You just skip forward like five minutes, I guess. Oh, uh, God. <laughs> um, anyway, uh, this is the podcast where Tim and I pitch new movies, sequels, spinoffs, uh, you name it, to video games, movies, TV shows. And uh, last week we did Jumper 2. Mm-hmm. And this week we're doing something uh, that... Near and dear to our hearts. <laughs> very near and dear to the heart. And uh, might upset some people because oh people, yeah, people, oh yeah, people got some opinions. We we talked about this uh, a little bit, not off. We, we said it in other podcast uh, versions of this episode. Um, Cody and I discuss slightly what we're going to talk about uh, off stream. That way, we know like, hey, we're not both on the same track to do the same kind of movie because me and Cody are friends. We think alike. Yeah. Um. So we have some buck wild opinions on this one boy <laughs> so uh we're doing star wars episode 10 yeah and, Woo! and we're not again to not cross over into fix the territory we're not fixing anything that happened we're not retconning anything that happened everything that happened in that sequel trilogy happened in that sequel, happened trilogy. In that sequel trilogy so this yep. is episode 10 as if the skywalker saga kept on trucking Kind of. We'll see. My pitch is a little out there. On oh, minus two. I took I took some liberties oh, with I, episode ten. I definitely did as well. <laughs> I definitely did as well. When I, like, I didn't I didn't I didn't fix nothing, but I, I took a lot out. I took yeah no same. So <laughs> when I say I, I text him and I was like, bro, I went buck wild, and uh, I did. I appreciate sure I text you back, like, bro. Uh, the the pitch that I had. Yeah, <laughs> it's not it's not buckwild like in the sense of like, oh my god, I can't believe that Dominic Toretto showed up in space. Oh no, <laughs> it's, it's not, not like it's that. Not that. But I came close. <laughs> <laughs> I thought about it. I one like, of these days, one of these days, we're going to come to a pitch, and I'm not going to know what to do, and I'm going to just do the fast, no, serious. Look, we're family. I, I believe me. I, this was one of those like. So Star Wars is near and dear to the heart, and so like. Mm-hmm. Me and Cody both watched I'm in, it from we I'm were in children. the minority. I know I'm in the minority. Uh, I liked the sequel trilogy. Not because they were great movies. Yeah. Because they weren't. But because yeah. it was Star Wars and I just give me Star Wars. Yeah. Um I recognize all the flaws, and there are a plenty. Um yeah. just like a lot of people didn't like the book of Boba Fett. Uh, I know Boba Fett. Boba Fett is my favorite character. I think the shows, the shows that Disney have done far outweigh the movies oh, yeah. that Disney yeah, have yeah, done. Yeah, yeah. 
Um, but the sequel trilogies definitely dropped the ball quite a bit. So if, yeah. real quick, uh, a little breakdown. Yeah, if you, you have, haven't seen Star Wars, Wars yeah, you, haven't, you don't you know what Star, Star Wars, Wars is. Look at you, Mad Tomato. Whoa, he's never seen it. He's never seen he's never, the orig- seen. he's never seen the original trilogy. Oh, okay. Which oh, is so, it's so good. I know. I know. Empire Strikes Back is still top tier, number one for me. Yeah, that's fine. I mean, I, I still think uh, Return of the Jedi is my favorite. It it it, it really depends on the day. Mm-hmm. Like it's either Empire Jedi, but I think it's Jedi. Mainly. Jedi is a great flick, man. It grows on you. It, yeah. A lot of people hated on it, but it grows. On I, you. I love Jedi. Um, I mean, a lot of people hate it because, like, at the end, Leia is just like, or not Leia, Padme is just like, oh, I'm dead. Yeah. So, uh, to quickly go over, one, not not just, like, the plot of Star Wars, um, but the formula, because there is a formula with Star Wars. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. it comes into my pitch because I broke the formula a little bit. Oh, um, okay. So, the formula of Star Wars is your first movie. There, you... You establish your main characters. The problem. The problem is usually so like for instance, in episode one, the problem was the Trade Federation. And they showed that off real quick. They showed that off out of the gate. And then you have the middle meat of the section where you introduce your your uh your OP character. Yep. Your main character. Your main you're, character. You're soon to be Jedi. You're soon to be Jedi. And then Things play out, higgledy piggledy. People, people just like it's a big fight, and then inevitably in the first movie, a mentor dies. In mm. uh, episode one, is Qui Gon. Qui Gon died. Yep. And then there's a big explosion. In this case, it was a giant trade federation ship, and it essentially ended the conflict on Naboo. Now this is pod racing. He flies. He flies a Naboo starship, which is still my favorite. Next. It's my second favorite starship in yeah. all of Star Wars. Those Naboo starships are pretty cool. Really pretty dope, cool. though. When, not to go too far off tangent, but when Mando got his Naboo starship, I was like, Ooh. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I have the Lego version hanging in my ceiling right now. Oh, um, yeah, dude. Hell, yeah. But anyway, Slave 1 will always be top. Anyway, yeah. so episode 2, you got the Clone Wars. Um, Attack of the Clone, rather. Mm-hmm. Uh, where... The problem is the Sith yep. slash Trade Federation, mm-hmm. uh, and then your middle meat is Anakin's an angsty teen. Yep, and and, and wants to sleep with Padme, and wants to sleep with Padme. Real but bad. can't because he's a Jedi. Yeah, and then it ends with a loss. Hardell, mm-hmm. Hardell, he mm-hmm. loses an arm to mm-hmm. Dooku. And then, so that's again. This is the formula. The heroes somewhat lose in the second movie. Yeah. Keep that in mind. The heroes somewhat lose in the second movie. Uh, they do come out quote unquote victorious, but they do essentially lose in a big way. And in this case, it was they were forced to use a clone army that they didn't commission. They being the mm-hmm. Jedi, and Anakin got murked. Yeah. And Obi Wan didn't come out of that. Walking. He took on a Jedi master and. And lost. Eat it. Yeah. Eat it. Um, Obi-Wan also got his, his ace handed to him. Yeah. Yeah. Um, minted master, Obi-Wan yes. Kenobi. minted master. All right. So then the third movie, in this case, Revenge of the Sith, 
again, established the problem. It's still the Trade Federation. It's still Dooku. And you have Grievous running things. You get a big space battle. And then you, you do your conflict with your main characters throughout the whole thing. Yeah. And, and Revenge of the Sith, it was Anakin and Padme having a kid. They were, you know, she was pregnant. Yeah. Essentially, um, the, he breaks the Jedi code. He breaks the Jedi code. He tries to have his cake and eat it, eat it too. Yes. Um, which comes into my pitch. Um, okay. So, essentially, it all goes south. The, the Jedi masters, the Jedi council sort of alienate Anakin the whole movie. Yeah, the hero is like, I really want to be a Jedi Master, and they're like, no. Yeah, nah. He's like, I'm really cool and awesome, and they're like, no. No. So, shockingly, he gets pushed to the dark side because Palp is... Well, he gets a he gets a vision that his wife's gonna die. Yeah, and the and and the Jedi are just kind of like, sucks, bro. Guess he's gonna die. <laughs> sucks to be you. you shouldn't rock the code. Yeah, um, is is paraphrasing, but that's essentially what happened. And then mm-hmm. uh, there's a there's a moment of conflict. Mm-hmm. And he gets coerced. He gets he kills a bunch. He of gets coerced. He kill he kills he kills some Jedi. Well, Palp kills some Jedi, and then Anakin assists in the death of uh, Mace Windu. And then he murders all the kids. Yeah, he goes to the dark side like that. Yeah, he like he goes like, real well, fast. I guess I'm in. He's like, I guess I killed a Jedi Master, so yeah. time to murder all the Jedi. Yeah. And so the big explosion. So this, I think Revenge of the Sith is one of the only movies that didn't necessarily follow like the quote unquote it, formula. Yeah. Because it didn't end in a massive Maybe base that's exploding. Why people hate it. Maybe. Uh, I like Revenge of the Sith. I think it's one of my Same. favorite of the trilogy. Um, but it ends with the creation of Darth Vader and the birth of Luke and Leia. Which then plays out into the original series. Which then plays out into the original series, which, again, the formula. You establish the problem. Immediately, it's the Empire. Yeah. Right? Then you introduce your OP Jedi character, which is Luke, Luke who mm-hmm. is... Uh, by all standards in the in the in the prequels uh too old to be trained as a jedi yep uh but hey the jedi don't exist anymore jedi they're don't exist anymore, pretty so, much ma- massacred so yep. you have you have desert kid who finds creepy old hermit and creepy old hermit gives him a laser sword and then by the way the first movie desert kid the second the the, the first movie of the original movies desert kid. desert kid the first movie of the sequels desert, desert kid, kid. First movie in my in my pitch because well, I mean we're only doing one. It's in the desert. Um, same, same. <laughs> so, kind of. We'll we'll get there. We'll get, get there. there. Um, so anyway, formula. So you have the first one. He he spends all of like a week with Obi Wan. Like I'm I'm, yep. I'm being generous with the time because it really. I mean, you don't really know how much time is passing when he's with Obi Wan, but it's not a lot. It's not a long time, so I, I generously gave it a week. Um, and then they get on the Death Star. The mentor dies, yep. um, having, by the way, not taught him anything about the Force. Um, nope. Still couldn't use it. Still couldn't use it. And then, at the very end, he hears Obi Wan talking to him and uses the Force to feel out the exhaust pit and blow the Death Star up. Yep. The end. The end of the movie. So, second movie again. The problem is still the Empire. Yeah. Uh, they're on Hoth. Luke is figuring out the Force. Yeah, he gets kind of murked by a. He gets murked by a, a yeti thing. A yeti thing. Um, 
There's a name for it. I forget. I forget. Uh, he force pulls his lightsaber out of the snow, gets himself free, kills the Yeti guy. He's told then, to go find Yoda. Told to find, yeah. So he goes to Dagobah, does all the training. There's a big training montage um, where he's angsty and impatient, which again, mm-hmm. is part of the formula of the second movie. Um, your hero has to be angsty and impatient. Oh, yeah. So um, much angst. And then. It, again, they lose in the second movie. Yeah, Luke gets his arm chopped off, just like well, his dad. Luke, Luke gets his hand chopped off, just like they, his dad in the second movie. Of and the, of and the Han gets captured by Boba yep. Fett, put into carbonite, and taken to the hut. So they lost, but they win because they regroup with a massive rebellion fleet. Yeah. At the end, they're like, there's a whole fleet there. They're like, we're going to take down the... Like, oh, okay, cool. So this is, again, it's the same formula of, (laughs) all right, cool, we lost, but we're going to win. This time, we're going to be deadly serious this time. (laughs) This time, it's different. And then you get the Jedi, and suddenly Luke's just a Jedi Master. I don't know how. Yeah, don't know how it happened. They don't explain it. They kind of just say that he went back to Yoda and then just was doing cool Jedi stuff. He figured out how to build a lightsaber on his own. Yeah. There was a deleted scene where he is building his lightsaber, but they cut it yeah. out. Yeah. Um, and then Yoda just dies. Then, yeah, Yoda's just like, well, guess I'll die now. Um, and pieces Finally, out. the Jedi. He, he's just like, the Jedi are reborn. Yeah, bye. Oh. <laughs> um, and this is all oversimplification of the whole story, yeah. by the way. Yeah. Um, by the way, yeah, we are totally, like, just in a nutshell. Yeah. Um, they rescue Han. Uh, they kill, well, they don't kill Boba Fett. They knock him into the Sarlacc pit. Um, they kill yeah, Jabba the, the Hutt. Of Boba Fett, he gets out. Yeah. Know. They kill Jabba the Hutt. They go to Endor. You get all the speeder bike stuff. Again, you know, it's like a big, like, battle. And then it ends in the explosion of a giant base. Yep. And that's the end. The end. Then you get the sequel trilogies, which, again, they J.J. Abrams, if they had just let him do all three, it would have followed the normal Would have been formula. so good. Been so good though so it's essentially a rehash of a new hope yeah but, essentially the force awakens is a new hope yeah but in it's done in a way that i thought worked really well to bring old fans and new fans into the franchise mm-hmm. um you establish the problem which is the first order it's the empire mm-hmm. but it's called the first order um you introduce your character which is desert kid destined to, destined to be a a Jedi. Um, and then your secondary heroes, which is Poe and then Finn. Finn. Yeah. They're the Han and Chewie. They're the Han and Chewie. Um, well, they're sort of. Sort of. Um, and then you actually introduce Han and Chewie. Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I guess because Han and Chewie are in it. Because <laughs> then they come back. Um, and it's, it's literally the same plot line, essentially. Um, there's they, a base. They get they get plans to blow up the base, which, by the way, for any lore fans out there, Starkiller Base, um, if you've played Jedi Fallen Order, there's a planet you go to in that game uh, to get your lightsaber kyber crystals, um, where you can change, you can finally change your, the color of your saber and like officially build your saber like it's tradition of the and Jedi. become like a real Jedi kind of thing. Yeah. If you look carefully at that planet, it looks surprisingly similar to a certain Starkiller base. And that's because it is connected to the universe that they use that planet to create Starkiller base. They yeah. use its unique properties of like having an abundance of Kyber throughout its entire 
core i mean everything about it yeah is is mostly kyber so they used that to harness the power of the sun and then essentially ignite a giant lightsaber and blow things up so cool and it's really cool it was a cool concept i yeah, was like so look cool. as far as things go like this is clever that's cool like this yeah. is this is that good stuff right there i remember when you told me that i was like ah it's so yeah. cool they could have done a better job of explaining it yeah but they did they didn't explain it well in the movie no in the game you get way more information you're just like yeah. well they, they say this in the movie yeah. and so you have your your op jedi character that just magically gets good with the force and i think what they were going for is they were like well it was a plot hole in the original trilogy we kind of need to just lean in that and just go like there are those that are sensitive to the force and those Mm -hmm. become jedi or sith and then there are those that are like extremely sensitive to the force and they are just naturals and the force sort of speaks to them in a way subconsciously and helps them do things which is how she like mind tricked a couple of stormtroopers yeah like it's not that she just knew how to do it it was more like the force was like it was like an impulse of like do like, this hey do this do yeah this. like a spidey sense mm-hmm. i feel like they were leaning on that but they didn't explain it um so they again it's the same battle on you know for the destruction of the death star uh your mentor dies they kill off han mm-hmm. um there's a lightsaber fight and then they blow up the big star killer base star killer yeah. base yeah. next movie it's where things drop off a bit um yeah. again you immediately the problem which is the first order still kylo ren kylo ren and they're Oh, by the way, we get to the point that Kylo Ren became like officially evil because he killed Han Solo. Yeah, but that that was what solidified his like. Yeah. I'm evil now. I'm evil I'm the big and, bad. and I support Snoke, the the yeah. Palpatine. Yeah. Spoilers of the universe. Um. So then Disney was like, I don't know, we'll do the Marvel thing, and we'll have another director do each movie. Um. And so they had Ryan Johnson make. The last and Jedi. you know, I gave him a lot of crap, but you know, he did the best that he could. He did the best he could. He tried to do his own thing. Yeah, it's not it his fault. Work. It's Disney's fault for doing for making that call. As I say, as I'm about to do my own thing here in a few minutes, yeah. <laughs> as I plan to rock the boat, as it were. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so anyway, the Last Jedi is actually a decent movie if you cut out about an hour of it, and yeah. the hour of it is Finn and Rose. Because yeah. because most of the movie makes sense. It's it's Ray trying to come to terms that she's a Jedi, trying to reason with Luke, who's going through his own turmoil. You get backstory as to why he's in seclusion. Um, essentially, he started a Jedi temple. He sensed darkness, and Kylo Ren had a moment of weakness, was going to murder him in his sleep, mm-hmm. and then Kylo defended himself. And then let the intrusive thoughts take over and just yeah. killed everyone. Um, which I guess, I guess if you're at that point, yeah, the intrusive thoughts win. Um, so Luke felt bad, felt responsible, and put himself in reclusion and was like, nope, I'm not, not doing any of this. And so Ray's trying to, like, I need you to teach me. You know, you're not going to make the same mistakes. Like, we got we to gotta right the wrong, we balance all the stuff. Yeah. essentially luke talking to yoda and empire yeah yeah that's what they were going for 
I don't think it quite landed as well no. as it could have. Um, and then Drink we have that blue milk. Yeah. Ugh. It was green. <laughs> or wasn't it green? It was blue. Huh. Anyway. It was like a blue screen, whatever. Yeah. Um, sorry for the audio spike there. Um, essentially, they go through all this, and then you have a subplot of Poe trying to like come into his own as a general leader, I guess, and him maturing into that role because everyone just sees him as immature, even though plot-wise, if they had just told him the plan yeah it would have avoided everything but they were like no we're not telling you for reasons for reasons cool why so you can get an hour of pointless story in yeah so the hour of pointless story is finn and rose going to a casino planet to free cat horses for no reason for no reason it literally the whole plot line ends in a nothing sandwich. Yep. They they were going to get codes to stop the Empire or the First Order from tracking the rebels in hyperspace. And then they got there, immediately got betrayed by their, their mm-hmm. code breaker, captured, and I was like, Alright, cool, so this was pointless. And then there's a fight between Ray and Kylo, and then Kylo's like, I'm done listening to Snoke, kill Snoke, and then there's a really choreographed but cool fight in the throne room. Mm-hmm. Um, still one of the coolest moments is 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 Kylo taking the saber and just like through that guy's head. Yeah. And I was like, yeah, thank you. That's how lightsabers work. Yeah, like, like I can turn that on and it goes through your head. Turn it on. I still don't know why, like, I know it's, like, the forbidden move, but, like, you go to swing at somebody and they go to block and you turn your lightsaber off and then turn it back on when you go past the other side. Yeah. You're just like... It's a laser. Like, just turn it off. Turn it back on. I don't know. Anyway. um, There's that whole fight, and then Kylo's like, no, 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 no. I'm still evil. Yeah. I'm still evil. Yeah. You need to come with me. me. Join me. I just didn't want Snoke here anymore. I just wanted to be in charge. Yeah, I'm trying to struggle over the lightsaber. The lightsaber breaks in half and explodes. The end. Ray gets it and fixes. I don't. Okay. Sort of. The end. Um, The end. Sort of. Phasma, which was a really cool character they introduced. Oh, uh, yeah. Got no love, which is dead. She just falls into a pit of fire and dies. And I thought about bringing her back in my pitch, but I didn't. Um, Yeah. I I just. It felt too fixy. Even though it wouldn't be, I know, but it is what it is. That's that. That's the gist of it. They end up on a salt planet. Uh, mm-hmm. Luke force projects in and from this, yeah, like planets like, that light years away like on the other side of the galaxy. Force projects in, which is pretty dope. Yeah, which um, he says earlier on, by the way, that like if you force project, you're like siphoning your life away. Yeah, like it's it's rough. You you would die. Like the effort would kill you. And he does. And he does. He dies. He 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 sacrifices himself to give them time to escape. It's a very good moment. Mm-hmm. It's a cool moment. It's a, it's a very cool moment. I love that fight on that planet. Mm-hmm. Um, there's. I a, love the line. I won't be the last Jedi. Yeah. There is a moment of like hinted romance between Rose and Finn. 
mm-hmm. that doesn't get paid uh, paid off in the next nope. movie. The next movie, they were just like, remember how they were written together? They're not. They're not anymore. Um, so I think get... I think Rose has like two words in the yeah. whole movie. So then you get to the Rise of Skywalker, and this is where they bring back J.J. Abrams, and he does everything in his power to fix everything that Ryan Johnson did. Mm-hmm. And it's a good movie in terms of like nostalgia. That whole yeah. movie was a nostalgia trip. Yeah, it was, hey, how much fan service can I stick in this movie? Mm-hmm. And they did it. You had you had Ray as essentially a Jedi Master. Mm-hmm. She becomes a Palpatine. She it's becomes revealed. a Palpatine. Yeah, they introduce Palp right out of the gate. Yeah, right from the first opening scene, boom, Palpatine. Turns out he's been the mastermind this whole time. Yep, he was Snoke, he was Vader and Kylo's head, like it was pulling all the strings. He was the puppet master. And there's there's a bunch of fights, it's a lot of like like I said, fan service. They for whatever reason somehow the a large chunk of the Death Star survived a nuclear space uh, space blast. Mm-hmm. I don't know how that was all intact, but the whole throne room just was just there. Complicated Jedi space. Sure. Uh, Ray gets a moment of like Luke did in the in the caves of Dagobah, where she sees like evil version of her mm-hmm. that has fangs and a cool flippy double bladed lightsaber. Kind of like the uh, the Sisterhood or the Order, or whatever that has like yeah. the circular saber. Except it was like folded, and then yeah, I don't know. It was, yeah, it, it was, was weird. It was cool. Yeah. Um, neat design. Um, and then her and Kylo face off. She stabs Kylo because he mm-hmm. gets distracted because Leia. I'm still unclear. Like, killed herself? Yeah. Like, she. I mean, I know, like. Carrie pl- Fisher died in the Carrie midst Fisher of died. filming this movie. Yeah. So they only had certain scenes with her left. And they did a really interesting... So they tried. Like, it was like an interesting moment of, like, she laid down and then, like, reached out with the Force Mm -hmm. to, like, get to Kylo, a.k.a. Ben, and the effort killed her, but she did it knowingly. Like, I don't know. It was very... It's kind of like a sacrifice play. They had to do something. Yeah, they had to do something. (laughs) So they did that, and then... He gets stabbed. Ray pulls a move that nobody's seen in Star Wars and force heals him. Mm-hmm. And then she leaves. Kylo has a moment with Han Ghost. Yeah. He gets rid of the janky lightsaber. Yeah. And then he, he sheds off Kylo Ren. He sheds off Kylo Ren. Becomes he does Ghost. the whole like Jon Snow thing when he dies and comes yeah. back and is like, my watch is over now. Yep. He becomes Ben Solo again. And he goes after Ray and the Exegol, and then there's like a really cool fight sequence um, between him and like the Knights of Ren. You have <laughs> the remnants of the rebellion trying to fight the Final Order. Yeah. Um, final, final order. Yeah, they're all red stormtroopers. They got they neat designs. Um, yeah. And then, you know, Palp's like, ah, I just, I never wanted you dead. I just wanted you to become Empress Palpatine. And. She's like, nope. And then she does like the whole like puts the lightsaber behind her back and then comes back like, ha sleight of hand. Yeah. And then Kylo's like, yeah, that's right. We got a connection, even though Ryan Johnson tried to make it sound like Snoke put that connection there and it yeah. wasn't real. And then it's some kind of weird, like force polarization yeah. thing. 
So anyway, that all happens. There's a big fight. All every ship ever been in Star Wars shows up, mm-hmm. uh, including the ship from Rebels and. <clears throat> We legitimately, like, if it was there, it was there. Yeah, uh, there's a big space fight. All the everything blows up. They win. Yeah. Um, Ray dies. Yeah. Uh, after killing Pout, Ben runs up, force heals her. I guess gives his life to her. They and, kiss and then, dies. And then yep. die. And then well, she, he dies. He dies. Yeah. And then. It ends with her going back to Tatooine, burying Luke Skywalker, burying Luke Luke. and Leia's lightsabers on, I guess, Tatooine. I think the Owen property. I think the implied thing was it's right back from where Luke started. Yeah, I'm pretty sure it's that same farm. Yeah, and then there's a random hobo woman that's like, "Who are you?" And she's like, "I'm Ray, Ray Skywalker." And you're like, uh, that's identity and then, theft. Boom, and then boom, credits. Yeah. And so here we are. We're going to pitch episode 10 as if all that happened. We're not yeah. changing nothing. Can't yeah. retcon anything. Nope. What happened, happened. Yeah. And Tim, I think you said you were going first. I am. So, Disney. Here we go. All right. So, I'm not retconning anything, but... I'm time jumping. So essentially, so I'm retconning everything. <laughs> but not really. I told All you that I was stuff time ha- jumping, right? Yeah, yeah. Okay. All that stuff happened. Um, so I would like to introduce you to Star Wars Episode 10, Reign of the Jedi. Okay. Okay. So it takes place 500 years after the events of Rise of Star God, I, I time jumped. You time jumped. Okay, but hear me out. There's a reason for this. I needed time to establish the Jedi. So, through the opening credits, like the 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 you know the the scrolling thing that always happens, and general dialogue between the characters at the beginning, we learn a couple key important things. One, it's been 500 years since the since Rey became Rey Skywalker and took the mantle on as the Jedi Master. Um, Ray has reestablished the Jedi Order. From 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 the depths of nothing, she's taken on force sensitive people. You can say Finn became a Jedi if you want, because everybody wanted Finn to be a Jedi. So maybe that's her first pupil or whatever. But she trains a whole bunch of other Jedi who go out and train other Jedi, and you know how a pyramid works. Um, so she reestablished the Jedi Order. The Jedi Order. Um, now that the Sith and the Empire are pretty much not non-existent. Um, they pretty much reign supreme and they're able to practice because essentially Jedi, it, it's kind of low key mentioned that like Jedi, the, the force is like a spiritual thing and the Jedi are like monks. It's very, it's, it's very religion based. It's very religion based. So yeah. it becomes almost kind of like a sacred holy religion throughout the galaxy because it, it, it ushered in a peace through the galaxy that they haven't known for a very, very long time. And there is legitimate peace. For 500 years, while the Jedi are being reestablished, I mean, there's a couple, like, outbursts. You might get a little rebellious kind of thing here, but that gets squashed really quickly. For the most part, for 500 years, it's the Jedi just in the zone. They're just dunking on everybody. They're just winning. nothing but net. No, nothing but the W all the time. Um, and because of that, Ray built a temple. Ray built the first Jedi temple. She built it on Tatooine where the Owens farm was. 
and through Jedi magic and space sci-fi technology, they have terraformed Tatooine to where, like, it's mostly still desert, but, like, there's water now, and people can live there, and it's not just, like, this podunk planet in the outer rims of the galaxy. Like, it has establishment now. It's considered a holy planet because that's where the Jedi main temple is. Even though they built temples on other planets, the main one that Ray built, boom, Tatooine. We're going for it. Why the hell not? So they built it on Tatooine on the Owens farm. It's called Skywalker Temple because she's a Skywalker and that was Skywalker Ranch. And, you know, we're going to go for it. And there's a statue array there and she's all like proud. And it says some like cheesy line through like, even in the deep menacing sands, hope can be awoken or something like that because it, it, it uses phrases from all the other first movies. And I like that kind of stuff. Sure. So, uh, you know, everyone's all like, oh, Ray was awesome. And, you know, with the help of, like, Force Ghosts, she rewrote all the Jedi sacred text that was burned in that tree. Well, she, she, sa- she saved the text. Okay, well, she has the text then. Yeah. I forgot about that part. But anyway, she has the text. It's all there. It's all, it's all candy gram. It's all good. So I need to introduce our first main character. Our first main character is going to be called Vasca Berzin. Okay? And I picked Zend- Zendaya. Zend- Zendaya. Zendaya. Zendaya to play that character because I think she's great. I don't care about Tom Holland all too much, but I think she's great. She's great as MJ. I think she's a good actress, yeah. and I want her to be my main character. Okay. Um, so she is a Jedi apprentice. Okay, not a Padawan. We're not learning any of this stuff. We had nine movies of learning what the Force is. It's been five hundred years since then. She knows the Force is. She's already a Jedi. She's been through her Jedi training, but she is a newly minted Jedi. She's a, you know, it's like. Padawan, then Jedi Apprentice, and then Master, right? It's, it's, it's like Youngling slash Padawan to Jedi Knight, and then Master. Okay, well, she's a Jedi Knight then. Okay, newly minted Jedi Knight, and she is a friendo, right? And just because I think this is cool and it's not something that's been done before, her friendo is a Wookie, and he's a Jedi. So you have a Jedi Wookiee in this movie, because I think that's badass. I don't know why they don't have one. Brother, we share a brain cell on so many things. It's crazy. <laughs> it's insane. Okay, okay, cool. I can't it's wait. insane. <laughs> so the, Jedi's, uh, the Jedi Wookiee's name is Jekal, but because that's really hard to pronounce, and I like that the fact that Zendaya, her character's going to be a little bit kind of like a smart-ass, cool, like, I'm a hip Jedi. I like to make jokes and crack things and all that kind of stuff. She calls him J-Bear. And he's cool with it. Everyone kind of calls him J-Bear too. But his real name is Jakal. Um, and they... Jakal and her started at the same time. But Jakal, or J-Bear, um, he was like a natural. Like, he took to the force like that. Yeah. Like a fish to water. So he's been a Jedi Knight for a while. And rumor has it, he's the next Jedi Master on, on, on line. You know what I mean? Like once a spot opens up or they have a, or they does his trials or whatever, he's going to be the Jedi Master that's out there doing whatever. So they're friendos and they have a whole conversation and they're like, this is how you find out some of this information about Rey and all that stuff. Sure. They train under a Jedi Master named Master Buren Hadar. Okay. Buren Hadar is played by Brian Cranston. Because okay. I love Brian Cranston, and I want him to be in this movie. No, that's really no other reason. Um, he his master's master master. So three masters above him was the last Jedi that Ray trained. So at the end of her life, 
his master's master's master was the last Jedi that you trained. And through other circumstances and whatnot, he's also become like the guy at this Jedi temple. Like, I don't know if they have like people that run the temple or whatnot, but like, he's like, if you're going to the Jedi temple at Tatooine, you're talking to master Hadar. Sure. Like he's, he's the guy, he's the rep, if you will. Uh, the poster he's, child. He's the Yoda. He's the Yoda of this temple. Yeah, he's sure. just like, yo, he's all about the force and he's good with it too. Um, so anyway, through mysterious means, one day, Master Shadar is walking through, doing his Jedi thing, and he notices, oh my god, one of the books of the sacred text is missing. So they have to, like, they figure out that it was stolen. And it was really interesting, because Master Shadar is like, the only people that are allowed in to the Tome Room are people that are Force-sensitive. So it had to have been a Jedi, and this kind of... uh type of thing isn't tolerated among Jedi. There's no dissension. If you're a Jedi, you're in it for life. That's how they've continued so long without any, like, Sith and whatnot. So they go to, like, their spaceport, and they're trying to find clues and whatnot, and there's a whole scene of them finding clues, and then, you know, like, Vasca and J-Bear being knuckleheads together, and him being like, J-Bear, you better be good, because you're next to be the Jedi Master. You can't be knocking around with this person anymore. And it's just kind of create this kind of like friction between the two of like, hey, we're friends, but we're not really on the same level anymore kind of thing. So they find out that there's this planet, uh, this water planet, this water moon. Um, it's, it's this water moon of, where did I write it down? Uh, of Yori. It's called Yori. I just, I'm picking planet names. I went to a fantasy name generator. Okay. <laughs> um, I should have done that. So it's the water planet of Yori. And they're like, there's a smuggler's cove over there. You know what I'm saying? Like, there's a whole bunch of smugglers that hang out over there. And, you know, it's relatively close to Tatooine. Maybe you want to go check it out over there. So they, they go over there. Master Hardin, J-Bear, Bosca, they all get on, like, a ship. And they fly over. So they're in the smuggler's area, right? They find it. And essentially, the whole, the whole moon is pretty much water except for like some certain beaches and small islands and whatnot. And one of them just happens to be the Smuggler's Cove. Sure. I didn't come up with a name with it. But anyway, the Smuggler's Cove, and they're trying to get information, and they're using their Jedi mind tricks and, you know, trying to, trying to like, maintain some sort of peace amongst them and the Smugglers, because the Smugglers don't care. They're like, what are these Jedi pricks doing here? Like, sure. we don't practice religion here. We're freedom. You know, like, you know, just like really angsty teenager stuff that you would do, <laughs> except there's a whole bunch of them. Yeah. Um. So they finally track down, like, well, I know for a fact that this dude named Dodge Devlin, he's in deep with the Huts, because the Huts are still around. They're oh, still yeah. running a still running a criminal empire. Five hundred years later, I don't care. I like the Huts, and it makes sense that people would still owe them money and that they would still be around. Just because Jabba died doesn't mean the Huts are dead. Well, don't, don't they? Uh, and correct us in the comments if I'm wrong. Um, isn't there a planet called Al Hutta? Yeah, I think like so. That. And that's where so. like something they like run. It's mm -hmm. like it's like the Curzon of crime, basically. Yeah, essentially. So they're like, this guy's in deep with the huts, and I hear he was on Tatooine not too long ago. So like, all right, cool, let's check this dude out. Still don't know how he got this book though, because for all intents and purposes, there has been no sense that this guy has ever been force sensitive. Yeah. So they're walking around and they find Dodge Devlin. Dodge Devlin is played by Timothy Calament or Chalament or however. Chalament. Yeah, he he was yeah he was the lead character in Doom. Doom. I needed I needed some 
young, potentially com comedic actor to play Dodge Devlin because he's a little bit of a bumbling smuggler. Sure. And I didn't want to pick Tom Holland. <laughs> so the only person I could think of was this. funny, though, if there's just like the running joke that one of us puts Tom Holland in. Tom Holland movie. in all of her movies? <laughs> no, I didn't want to do that. So I picked Timothy Chalamet, Chalamet. or whatever his, Chalamet, whatever his name is. Um, so anyway, they're running to him, and then there's a whole scene where they're like chasing through, and like you know he has like traps and whatnot because they're on their home planet, and they're kind of getting through it. And then Master Harden is like, "Screw this!" And he starts pulling out. Like, by the way, the whole entire time—it's poor I mentioned this—the whole entire time they're going through the area, Master Harden has some hard opinions on the smugglers. He's like, "This isn't what you know the Jedi Order did in order to test this kind of stuff." You know sure. what I mean? Like. This isn't what Ray wanted when she established the order. This is the type of villainy that the Jedi Order is supposed to be putting out of their miseries. This kind of stuff right here, like these degenerates, like he thinks he thinks he's totally poor of them. Um, and they're kind of like, "Wow, that's really weird that you're kind of talking like that." But okay, whatever, cool. Um, anyway, this is riding a Dodge Devil, and they're doing this whole scene. And then Master Shum, or Master Harden takes out his lightsaber, and that freaks out everybody. So now they're like he's like dodging blaster bolts and whatnot with his lightsaber, and you know they're still trying to chase this man down. And it gets to a point where like Vlaska has him cornered, and he like, trips him up using the force. And she even does like the book fall flies out right, and she does like the uh, all too easy line right. And then she goes to grab for the book with the force. It comes midair and it stops. And then she's like, "What?" And then. It, she's trying to pull it, but the book won't come any closer to her. Like she's like she's doing like the real like yeah. kind of face. Like she's doing the real struggle. Like even tries at one point to use both hands, and then the book eventually flies away from her, and then gets caught by Grogu, who since he is the same race as Yoda, would he's, be alive he's probably in his like like equivalent of like his fifties. Yep. Yep. So because Yoda gets was like a thousand years old when he died. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So he's like in his fifties. Uh, gets caught by Grogu. Now I don't. Now I'm taking take this into consideration. I don't know what they're going to do with Mando season three. Sure. I don't know what they're going to do with Grogu going forward. This is just. I wanted this. Sure. I wanted a character, and the only person that was still I could think would still be alive five hundred years later would be Grogu, be Grogu. because sure. of his age life. Yeah. Um. So he catches the book, and then he's like, "Ha ha." Um, and by the way, he doesn't speak like Yoda. Maybe he does. We haven't heard Grogu speak yeah. yet. Maybe he does. Maybe he doesn't. In my version, he doesn't. He just talks normally. Why? Because yeah. he was raised by Mando. Yeah. Um, and all the Mandalorians. He spent a lot of time with them. And you could get into his backstory if you want in later movies, but we don't really touch too, too much base in it. He's just in this movie for the nostalgia pop. Yeah. Um, so he grabs the book and Grogu... You find out later that he went and trained with Ray, but he doesn't really feel like he, he obviously he's very force sensitive, as you can tell from well, yeah, you know, he the was trained series. by Yoda and other Jedi. Yeah. So pre clones. So yeah. So he's like, listen, I know I'm force sensitive. He went to train with Ray, but he was just like, listen, no offense, if this is what you people want to do, that's fine. It's not really for me. So he kind of like just scoots away and kind of just becomes almost like a Han Solo, but like if Han Solo had force powers and whatnot. Sure. Like he's he's hanging out with Dodge Devlin. They're getting all kind of hijinks. He set up this whole... It turns out he runs Smuggler's Cove. Like, he's the guy that runs Smuggler's Cove because he's just been around forever I and everyone you. knows who he is. Yeah. Now, does so, he have Beskar 
ask my question like does he have something that that's like, like mando, mando related of course he does of course okay. he does he has to he has to he has like the little like a little thing here with the symbol with, of their like tribe or whatever that's just the two of them like he has like okay. a relic of mando okay. like even though mando has been long dead at this oh, point yeah. yeah yeah he's still obviously like like that's pretty much like his father. I'm assuming you know Mando's mean? dead by the time the sequel trilogy happens. Yeah, sure, sure probably. Anyway, um, so he's like, ha ha. And then there's like a, he's like, let's get out of here, Dodge. And then they get into their ship, which can be the ship that Mando had if they want. I don't really care. It's just a ship. For all intents and purposes, he gets in his ship and they, they like, like, we're out of here. Yeah. <laughs> for, anyone, Suck it, nerds. for anyone listening uh he gave everybody the bird yeah suck it nerds and they they they, they just bounce out of there so then Harlan's like we gotta go after them so they get he gets in one ship because there's a single ship he hops in there and it's like you two get in that one and then they chase after them and there's a space battle and like they're like they're like like they're shooting at each other and whatnot kind of like in like, like they did with the millennium falcon where like sure. uh like devlin's trying to shoot them while like he was like using the force to like navigate like perfectly around them and doing all kind of loopy loops and like just again just like ha 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 ha, ha. <laughs> you know i just want grogu to be kind of like a dick yeah like like he was just like you know what i don't want to be a jedi i want to live free like mando did i'm going to do what i want to do yeah so um anyway they get kind of separated from master hardin uh hadar sorry not hardin master hadar and essentially like both they, they kind of like hyperspace around a little bit and they like kind of like crash and like almost like shoot each other down simultaneously to where like, they both kind of have to like yeah. do evasive maneuvers and land on the nearest planet and it's this unknown planet that they, 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 they all their star charts and whatnot they have no idea where this planet is they have no idea where they are but they have to kind of go and land and try to find uh some sort of like help to repair their ships and whatnot sure. some sort of village something out there something we don't know what, but there's something out there. So you said um, Brian Cranston is Master Hadar, right? Yeah. So is uh, what's his face to play Jesse Pinkman as Padawan? Because I I kind of no. I'm a <laughs> I Jedi mean, bitch. Like I'm a Jedi bitch. <laughs> yeah, know, of course, right. bitch. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Those are the deleted scenes. <laughs> Those could be the deleted scenes. Darn. Um. So anyway, they they land on this planet, and because just like the idea of like they're having this intense battle, and then they're both just kind of stuck in this planet, like well. I guess we kind of have to help each other try to get off this here planet because now we're stuck. <laughs> uh, so anyway, they're going through, like, it's this red planet, by the way. It kind of looks like Mars almost. It's just sure. red everywhere, and it's, like, deserty because it's Star Wars. Star Why not Wars. Be in the deserts, desert? yeah. Yeah, deserts, obviously. Duh. I don't know why Lucas so, and Disney just love them some deserts, but, yeah, deserts. Yeah. So they're, they're walking through, and they're having arguments and whatnot, and they're kind of, like, semi still fighting each other but like also like just at one point like they get to the point where they're just hot and they're walking through and they're like you suck yeah. no you suck <laughs> no you suck and then grogu was like hold on i sense something and i don't know what this is and then boss is like yeah me too and then the other wookies makes a wookie noise because wookies they never well, they don't speak they just make dog noises uh and then this like i mean they speak <laughs> They speak, but, like, you don't ever, like, hear what they're saying. Like, there's no, like, like there's no, like, and then, like, there's, like, a subtitle. Like, in there's Solo, Andrew. there was. Really? Yeah. Okay, I forgot about that. Yeah. But in the numbered Star Wars movie, they never do that. No, they don't. They, somebody always speaks for the Wookiees. Yes. 
<laughs> There's never any subtitles. Yeah. They could have done it. They just choose not to. Yeah. Um, so anyway, uh, <clears throat> this group of like red aliens with like weird looking horns show up and they get in like this real battle and like they turn like like hey they're able to like block our force stuff with their weapons and whatnot like they, they look like primitive weapons but they're able to like stop our lightsabers and whatnot like we actually have to like try fighting them like it's not like you know we're just slam dunking on them with our force powers and whatnot like this is this is kind of challenging and they get the betterment taken of them and they get captured sure um so then they go to this prison and essentially you know, they're all like, I don't know how we're going to get out of here. All their force powers. And whatever they're trying to do, it's not working on these locks. They can't open them. So Dodge Devlin's like, well, we can just try picking the lock. So then he's just like, does the whatever and picks the lock. And was like, see, look, it's really easy. You don't have to use the force for everything because you rely on it too much. Because honestly, they do. I mean, they do. Yeah. So they pick the lock. And then there's like a scene where they're like sneaking through. And then... Uh, Grogu's like, there's, there's just, there's something weird about this place. Can you guys not feel it? And Vasco's like, yeah, it's been unsettling ever since I got here. I, I, it's almost like it's the dark side of the forest, but no one's felt that for years, like centuries. No one's felt the dark side of the forest, but and maybe, maybe Grogu says that because he'd actually have had experienced the dark side of the yeah, forest. He would have experienced it. So he's like, so we'll say Grogu says that. He's like, it's like it's the dark side of the forest, and I haven't felt that in hundreds of years um so then they, they kind of like get kind of captured again they're trying to do force power stuff but they can't they don't have lightsabers or anything uh and they get taken to like this throne room and there's like this big important lady there and i casted her as alexandra daddario again because i think she's a cool actress and she's gonna be all in makeup and whatnot like it's her but it's not her yeah. you know what i mean um and essentially she's the leader of these of these um, aliens called the, the Forlians. They're called the Forlians. And they are the ancestors, the, the very deep, deep ancestors of... Because in, in the, the original Star Wars games, like the, the Knights of the Old Republic and whatnot, the Sith are a race of people. Yeah. They're not... They get So the Sith are a race of people that have touched... They're Force-sensitive, and they've touched the dark side of the Force. And... From there, it kind of gets bastardized and made into like the Sith that it is today. Like yeah. the Sith were a race of people; they were just a race of people. So these Florians are the ancestors of the original Sith, like the the race of Sith that like could could control the dark side of the Force almost. Yeah. Um, and it's revealed like, hey, you know, we're the we're the Florians. We chose to exile ourselves because our name had become tarnished and bastardized by these people who claimed they were us, when all we did was we tried to keep the dark side at bay. And in order to keep the dark side at bay, you have to learn the dark side to control the dark side. So that thing you're feeling, it is the dark side, but it's kept at bay here. We control it. You know, we are in control of our anger. We're in control of our emotions. And we can bend the dark side to our will. Uh, and we've been practicing for centuries, over centuries and centuries, we've been practicing this art. Um, but we've chose to remain exiled from the rest of the world because of the negative connotation that comes with us. So essentially they learn all of this and it's open up and like, okay, well, you know, maybe you can teach us to, to control the dark side so we can learn more about what it is to be a Jedi. You know what I'm saying? Because like the whole problem with the dark side is that like, it's supposed to be this untapped, uncontrolled force of like pure evil. Yeah. Um, so anyway, long story short, 
Master Hadar catches up to them through like force sensitivity or just knowing uh, Jay Bear and um, Vasca for so long. He just kind of like they're over there, and then like yeah, you know sure. he, he follows them there. So he lands on this planet and he tracks them down. And he's like, and like the uh, like the character that Alexander Dari plays, like we found your your mentor here, roaming around our planet. And there's a slight reunion, and they have this whole moment where like, okay, yeah, we're definitely gonna like talk and trade and and, and Vasca's like we, I think you should become you know one with society again like you should you should bring yourself out there become you know join the galaxy and Grogu's like yeah you know I spent a long time in my life feeling different because I was force sensitive and, and being hunted and tracked and almost killed multiple times to the point where I tried to even suppress the force within me to try to like hide myself so you know he's having like this moment of enlightenment as he's looking at these people um, so Master Hadar pulls Jay Bear and Vasca aside, and he's like, this is an abomination. These people can't exist. We, we have to eliminate them. We have to get rid of them, or we're inviting the dark side to come back and undo everything that Master Ray and all the other masters before, after her taught and preached, you know, peace, all that stuff. In order to preserve peace, all these people have to die, essentially. He's like... We got to go full commando, execute God. order 66. We got to get rid of all these people. Sure. And then, and Voss is like, I can't, I can't do that. That, that goes against Jedi teachings though. That you're not supposed to just kill mercilessly. He's like, sometimes in order to get rid of the cancer, you have to cut it out. And then basically it, it turns into this big battle between Voska and Jay bear against master Hadar and master Hadar kicks their ass because sure. he's a Jedi master and they're not. Uh Jay Bear, so Vasca gets hurt. Like he uses the force and just breaks Vasca's bones. Like he snaps sure. her arms. Like it's brutal. Yeah. Like I want a little bit of brutality with the force. You yeah. know what I mean? You know, like it can do a lot. Let's let's see what it can do, right? So he's snapping her ribs and breaking her arms and whatnot. Like she's royally jacked up and just laid out. Um so then it becomes this big battle between Jay Bear and and Harden and Hard Hadar. I keep wanting to call him Harden. Hadar. Master uh, Hardon. Master Hardon. Uh they're fighting, they're fighting. And then Master Hadar kills Jay Bear. Trap murks him. Sure. He's just like, I can't let you guys stop me. And if you're gonna stop me, this is the only option I have. So then he kills um uh Jay Bear. So Jay Bear's dead and Voss is laid out. So he breathes a heavy sigh and it's like, I will do what I must. And then he turns around, and who's standing there? Grogu. He's like, I can't let you do this. You, I, I was hunted. I was tracked like these people were. These people mean us no harm. They chose exile. We happened upon them, and now you just want to obliterate them. And, you know, he says this whole kind of speech over again, and then Grogu pulls out the, the Black Blade of the Mandalorian oh, the dark people. Saber. Okay. The Dark Saber. He pulls the Dark Saber. He's like, I will stop you if I have to. I haven't used this in years but I will stop you. And then uh, he says something like, you are allowing the most absolute evil in the whole entire galaxy to return. And then Grogu says the line, oh, I love this line so much, only the Sith deal in absolutes. That's a good line. Yeah. Good and then line. there's a there's a whole battle between the two of them. And then like Grogu kind of like kicks his ass a little bit. Like he gets the upper hand. Like he doesn't like, it's not like Hadar so, gets punked or anything. I got to ask, how big is Grogu? Uh, he's he's got to be bigger than Yoda if he's wielding the dark saber because yeah the dark he's like four mammoth. foot tall 
Okay. We'll see. Does four foot tall seem enough? I I think so. Like I I think the blade would still be. I mean, we can him. go. I like I like the idea of him having the dark blade, but he can just have a lightsaber too. It doesn't really matter. I'm just, I'm dark just trying blade... to think logistically because like Yoda's lightsaber was like tiny, and like Luke we'll gave just, him. We'll, we'll just go that he has a lightsaber then. Like he crafted his own when he was with Ray or something sure. like that. Does that makes I guess that makes more sense. I just like the idea of him still having that blade, but technically it's supposed to be the leader of the Mandalorians have it anyway. Yeah. So we'll just go. He has his, built his own lightsaber. Okay. Okay. So yeah, anyway, he has his own lightsaber. Um, I mean, it can be and, a black lightsaber. Sure, whatever. Um, and it can have like the Mando crest on it and yeah. whatnot. It could be cool. Yeah. Um, like Beskar hilt with the with yeah. symbol and it's a black oh, saber. Yeah. I'm cool with that. Yeah. It's it's an homage yeah. to the dark saber. Yeah, yeah. I like that one. Yeah, I like that one. Yeah. He, um, he wants to be like his dad. Yeah. Yeah. Essentially. Yeah. Um, so anyway, they have this big fight. And then it looks like Hadar's going to have the upper hand. And then Grogu just force pushes him off a cliff. And he tumbles into the the abyss. They sure. hear that no, because it's also Star Wars tropes that people yep. fall off fall things. People fall, fall off things. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, Grogu then like he he like he, you know, burns Jay Bear because what you do when you're you're Jedi you burn their body. Yeah. Um, and then he collects up, uh, Vasca and him, De- Dodge and Vasca all get on the ship and they take off. Mm-hmm. Then we cut to the scene where, um. Hadar is sitting up there and maybe he's injured. Maybe he has like this big scar down his face where he hit a rock or something sure. like that. And he was like, Vasca Brazen turned her back on us. She killed Jakar, the next to be in line to be a Jedi master. And she's now considered an outcast and we will hunt her, these smugglers and this race of the Sith down and wipe them off the face of the, of the galaxy for the peace of the galaxy. Boom. Movie. All right, so we're so, we're leading up to the Jedi are going to be the bad guys. Yeah, so I wanted to flip it on its head because I like the idea. So I base this whole concept off the line only Sith deal in absolutes, right? Sure. So I wanted somebody to be absolutely good and just like he's right, like kind of like Thanos. He's he's right. He's just yeah. going about it the wrong way. Sure. Uh, in the sense of like you are inviting the dark side back into the, the galaxy. But the Force is all about balance. So technically, if the Jedi are in charge, the Force is not in balance. So I want to introduce the Sith and the fact that they can control the dark side as a like a means to be an actual balance. I also wanted to introduce Grey Jedi, but I figured if you if you're if you're really a true Jedi, you are a great Jedi because you're about balance. And in order to have balance, you have to have good and bad. So I, I, I kind of like the idea of like the main villain isn't evil. He's just a good guy with the wrong intentions. Sure. Now, he does something a little bit evil at the end, blaming the death of Jay Bear on yeah. Vodka, but he needs an excuse for them to be hunted down. Sure. So it's like one of those things like white lies kind of build up on each other kind of thing until you almost don't even recognize what you're doing anymore. Right. Okay. But, yeah, that's my pitch. All right. What do you think? I, I dig it. I I wasn't expecting the 500 year jump. Yeah, I know. So I do. That's kind of a cop out because I essentially because here's my whole thing. Disney has said that the rise of Skywalker was the end of the Skywalker saga. Sure. Definitively. So in my mind, if you want the end of the Skywalker saga, you need to get rid of all the Skywalkers. That's fair. So I time jumped to where Ray did awesome things. She did what Luke couldn't. She rebuilt the Jedi Order. 
She established peace. Yeah. She made the Jedi relevant and prevalent in modern society. Like she did everything that Luke would want. And essentially she fulfilled the prophecy of a Skywalker bringing balance to the force in sure. her own way. Sure. Um, so that's why I did the time jump. Cause I wanted fresh new characters and I wanted there to be enough time to establish the Jedi throughout the galaxy. And I figured sure. it'd have to be a couple hundred years. Sure. I, uh, I like it. All right. I like it. Well, what about your pitch? So I did similar things. Uh, oh, really? Not, not quite <laughs> okay. the 500 year gap. Uh, I jumped like 25, 30 years up. Okay. Um, I agree that um, it, the end of the Rise of Skywalker was the end of the Skywalker storyline but if if this is episode 10 it's still technically see that's where i get i get in a little bit of gray area because i'm doing technically episode 10 yeah as a start of a whole new series of star wars movies so yeah. I, it's a little bit gray but i figured ray's in it i well, put some characters from the old movie in it i also thought that like if you look at it in terms of like marvel they do phases and it was called the infinity saga and now yeah. we're out of the infinity saga, but we're still in the congruent timeline mm -hmm. with some of the same characters. Um, so that's kind of the, the direction I was heading. I was like, we'll kind sure. of, we'll kind of pull from Marvel and like, yeah, we had the Skywalker saga. Now we're going to have like the Sith saga. Okay. Or something like that. And so my episode 10, I, I still haven't decided on a name yet. Okay. Okay. And I need your help. So Sure. And we can we can come back to it at the end of my pitch, but sure. I'm I'm torn between Star Wars Episode Ten, The Balance. Okay. Star Wars Episode Ten, uh The Sith Resurgence or the so it's funny that you mentioned that because i literally almost put the resurgence of the sith as my title for episode 10 i'm not even joking nice. and then i was like i don't want to give away that the florians are the sith in the title so i changed it well so the sith are a big part of mine okay okay like yeah. a big part and this is it's just funny that you said that because i was literally had that as my title and i and i think like it's either it's either the sith resurgence or the sith rebirth Okay. And I kind of like Resurgence more. Yeah. So we're gonna we're gonna tend Resurgence is more of like a Star Wars title yeah, kind of thing. That's kinda like Resurgence of the Sith. Yeah. yeah. So that's that's where my episode ten's gonna be labeled. All right. So sure. here we go. Uh the the crawl. All right. Yeah. So again, I didn't write out like the full crawl. Uh, there's Me neither. a lot of generalizations here. Um and I'm gonna tangent off and explain things that would probably get explained on screen yeah um so in the two or so decades that have uh passed since the fall of the first and final order mm -hmm. there was there's been a modicum of peace okay yeah. um like if you really think about it like like blowing up the death star didn't take out the no. empire no. because the empire was not station. localized on yeah. one station i'm sure a bunch of them were on there yeah but they were all there so taking out the first order on Exegol didn't do anything to thin the number of first order that was still in the galaxy. Yeah. It just didn't. Yeah. They like the first order was not limited to a handful of ships that they took out and that, that little, mo like that's not, that's not how things work. There's still, there's still some of them out there. 
their leader's gone, but it is what it is. Um, so Ray starts a new Jedi Order with the aid of the New Republic. Okay. And the new Senate. Um, they fund it, and it's built on Tatooine. Hey. Right on Skywalker, right on Skywalker Ranch. Hell yeah. It's, a, it's too good of a place, you know yeah. what I mean? Uh, like, it made sense to me of, like, they built it there because, one, it's a way to protect Luke and Leia's lightsabers. As just, oh yeah, like they build it right on it. They yeah, build it right on it. Yeah. So they're 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 still buried, but it's like it's a relic. It's 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 hidden, but it's it's underneath the temple. Yeah. Like people people might know that it's buried there, but they don't know where. Yeah, they know it's underneath the temple somewhere. Um, yeah. But there is no direct access. Like it's in the ground. Um. So they build it there again. They did some terraforming. And and force magic and growth has happened around around the temple. Hell yeah! <laughs> um, there is now moisture in the air. You know, you don't necessarily need like moisture farms on Tatooine. Nope. There still are some in some of the other sides it, of the planet. It rains occasionally but over there. Now, no. now it rains. Yes. Yeah, yeah. We have a more normalized climate on Tatooine yeah. now. Suck it, George Lucas. Um, <laughs> so, Ray starts a new Jedi Order. And changes some of the old dogmatic ways of the Jedi, because okay. that is Palpatine, Palpatine, Palpatine's wording in uh, *Revenge of the Sith*, which is the Jedi are very dogmatic in their way of thinking. And yeah. I don't think he's wrong. Yeah, they're very no. religiously zealoty, mm-hmm. and I think Ray, the way they built that character, the way I saw that character built. She carries a blaster through all three movies. She does. And she did not get trained by the religious text. Actual, yeah, an actual like Jedi. So she has the texts, but she built the new order around her way of doing things. Like her interpretation her of Her interpretation texts. of how of those texts. Yeah. And how to logically bring this outdated dogmatic view of of it's Jedi like into the modern it's like, world. It's like old churches with like the organs versus churches with rock bands. Yes, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. This is like Elevation Church. Um, yeah. <laughs> so it's definitely a more logical slash gray Jedi way of thinking. Hey. <laughs> um, meaning relationships are not shunned. Uh, I mean, it makes sense. You want to repopulate and have four sensitive want, babies. It's the easiest way to do it. Yep. Uh, so relationships and attachments are allowed. They're monitored mm-hmm. because you kind of have to. Yeah. Like it's, but like monitored. When I say monitored, it's it like, and I don't know. We might cover that in another movie, but like it might be a comedic moment. Uh, sure. But it's it's sort of like people watching dates, them like. No, like if you, if you if you if you're dating someone in like your company, like depending on the company, you have to fill out like consent form. Okay. Yeah. So it's kind of like that. It's yeah, like you, have you, have to, to, you have to file. You have to file with HR. You have to file with HR. You got to disclose your relationship. <laughs> uh, so that's the way it's it's monitored. Um, there's a new Jedi Council. Um, so in the last like 20, 30 years or so, because the universe is massive, the mm-hmm. idea that there was only one Jedi left is absurd. True. Or yeah. That there weren't any dark force users out there is absurd. Mm-hmm. So her and Finn. While training Finn, because they alluded pretty heavily, not, though, not hard enough, not flat out saying it, but that Finn was force sensitive. Mm-hmm. 
Um, they went out, she trained him as they went, and they gathered four sensitive people that were probably around their age, yeah, uh, as well as some of the kids that were out there. And over the years, they've built up this this temple. Okay, there was a the new Jedi Council that was formed. Finn is a Jedi Master. Um, the Jedi remain as peacekeepers in effect, but they're not like directly under the control of the Senate. They don't answer to the Senate. They 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 do their own thing. The yeah. Senate, they, they're, they're allies. They're allies. It's kind of like the they, U.S. They and the U.K. They work together, yeah. but they're not. We're not the same thing. Yeah, so we do. We do our own thing. thing. You do your thing. thing. Yeah, but we're here if you need anything. Yes. Um, there have been quite a few instances of like civil unrest because there were quite a few people. Again, logically, hey, logically hey, speaking, liked, there were people like everyday people that thought the first order was okay. Thought the first order and the empire were great yeah. because it didn't affect them in a negative way. So yeah. there are plenty of people that think that the rebellion was our rebels, our rebels, and it was horrible, like legitimately, and, and they yeah. overthrew the government. Exactly. So there's a lot of that, and so there's civil unrest. Um, there's been conflicts over the years. Many people prefer the Empire rule because it benefited them. Mm-hmm. Straight up. Um, there's also groups of First Order that are still out there, but they're more like militia now. Like insurgent groups? Yeah. They're not yeah. so much a well-organized corporation anymore. That's they kind of like, like crack and scattered everywhere, yeah, right? they cracked and scattered because they didn't have a leadership structure anymore. There were generals because, again, it's maddening to think that all of their generals were at Exegol. On one base? <laughs> yeah. Because that's not how that works. Yeah. All of those troops were were final order, not first order. Yeah. We killed the final order. The first order still out there just with no upper management. So they did their yeah. own thing. Yeah. And they disbanded or formed little militia groups. Okay. Um, so, again, in the title crawl, I want there to be some alludance that, like, amongst this chaos of like just pocketed resistance from first order and and empire you know uh, sympathizers and stuff like that um there have been occurrences of like strange deaths and and like like whole like communities just dying in really bizarre instances okay like but like being discovered well after the fact, like there was never like anyone that like reached out like, Hey, uh, my neighbor's dead. Like it was just like a whole town was just wiped out. And then it wasn't until someone like drove through that they were like, Oh shit. So there's been some of that going on. Um, yeah. The new Jedi council, I'll just go ahead and establish it. All right. So yeah. Um, Ray again, because we've jumped 20, 30 years, I thought I could get away with recasting. Yeah. Uh, is Kate Beckinsale. Okay. That seems fair. Uh, Finn is Jamie Foxx. That seems like a logical evolution for both of them. Yep. Um, Poe is still Oscar Isaac. Because, okay. Uh, look, <laughs> we still keep him around, though. Look, Oscar Isaac actually looks older in real life than they True. than he did in those movies. Like, they younged him down. Okay. And so I feel like if they just don't, he fits the part. Okay, yeah. Like, he was already yep. older than Ray and Finn. True. So whatever he, yeah. he's, he's still Poe they just maybe age him up a little bit sure yeah um, and is Poe did I know? huh? is no. Poe a Jedi? no he's, he's on the council he's not on the council um, sorry I was just introducing my, my cast list oh okay okay okay, 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 okay. I got lost in the sauce um, you're good man you're good I was just confused I was like does Poe become a Jedi? 
No, 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 no. Um, on the council, uh, I don't, I don't have names for any of them because I, I didn't think about using a fantasy name generator. That's fine. I totally did. <laughs> uh, but you got Ray, Finn, Matt Smith. Hey. Who is um I think I'm saying this right, is a Chiss. It's the the same race as Thrawn. Okay. So she's, she's blue. Blue. Um uh Natalie Emmanuel is a Twi'lek. Uh so Natalie Emmanuel, Who's Natalie Emmanuel. Uh she is the um she's Ramsey in fast movies. Oh, okay, yeah. I really wait, like wait. her. Is that um And she was in Game of Thrones. Yeah, she played uh the voice the the, the with the the one that was in love with Warren. Well, the Grey Worm. Grey Worm. Yeah, 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 yeah. 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 Um, so I really like her. Uh, yeah. I, have, I have a Wookiee female on the council. Hey, there you go. Uh, I've never seen a female Wookiee either. Yeah. Uh, outside of the, the holiday special. Yeah. <laughs> um, also, hot take, this one knows how to speak English. Oh, okay, cool. I'm cool with that. Because it it doesn't make any sense that they a human have, like, can learn Wookiee. basic? Yeah. It's like, like, like it's... It's English, but it's very gravelly. Yeah, and like it's not quite roll like, up, the rolling of the R's. Yeah, it's very it's very broken English, but it's yeah, it's still like it's English. It's you English can understand them because it's bizarre to think that a human or anyone can learn to speak Wookie, but a Wookie can't learn to speak Basic. I just love the trope of like nobody and everyone understands the Wookie. Yeah, <laughs> but uh, so it doesn't I, speak I, any English. It, it always bothered me. So anyway, it speaks broken English. Yeah, and it's very gravelly. Sorry, broken Basic. Yeah, broken basic. Um, and then you have a uh, Selkath, which is a fifth uh, fish guy. Okay. So um, an Admiral Akbar. No. Um, think uh, Natural Old Republic. They're like, they had like bass heads. Like they're like. Flat. Oh, okay. Like, yeah. 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 Those guys. Okay. Um, a Torguta male, uh, or Togruta, sorry, Togruta male, which is Ahsoka's race. Okay. They have yeah. like the striped head tails, but the, yeah. it's, not, it's not quite Twi'lek. Uh, oh, it's not Twi'lek. Okay, I didn't know that. Yeah. Um, and then you have a human male, and I want this to be the kid from um, the Last Jedi. That the one was with like, the, like, the broom. The broom. Yeah. Yeah. Because that never got paid the off. Kid. Yeah. The, the the actual kid. Yeah. yeah. The actual kid. Like that's that's yeah. I don't know who yeah. that's gonna be. He's not a kid anymore, but he's on there. Yeah, and then there's a human female. It's Tom I, Holland. Yeah, it's Tom Holland. It's Tom Holland. <laughs> it's Tom Holland, and then and the female is Zendaya. Um, <laughs> yes, yeah, we're doing that now. All right, cool. Yep, it's Tom Holland. <laughs> they don't have speaking roles. Um, all right, so the movie starts in a warehouse. All right, so there's so after the credits, it, it you know you get the the pan down in space to the planet or to whatever. the planet. Yeah. And then it's really dark, and there's a warehouse, and there's two Jedi in there. Um, they're both – it's a, it's a male and a female, just human. Um, yeah. They're wearing, like, a mixture of, like, traditional Jedi garb, but more like Cal Kestis, like, modern. Kind of like Rey. Kind of like Rey, where, like, she wore, like, you know, sort of the robe, but it, she still had a blaster and a belt. and Yeah. So, like, they're, st- they're, all, they're both carrying blasters. Um, but they have their lightsabers. Um, uh, the guy has a purple lightsaber and the female has a green lightsaber. Um, it's pitch black. And so they're just using their sabers to illuminate. All right. Which is something that fallen order was like, yeah, "Yeah, you have a light stick. Why not? The best part about fallen order is that you use it as your, as your flashlight. Yeah. It it makes total sense. So we're bringing that in. Yeah. Um, 
They're I'm surprised you didn't put Cal Kestis on the Jedi <sighs> Order. Sorry. Uh, I don't know. I think he'd be dead. You think so? I don't. I Look, the timeline's really muddy. Because it's after episode six. It's after, he'd be old. But it's before the, the original trilogy. It is? Yeah. Okay, I thought it was after episode six. No, because it's it's old stormtroopers in that game. Okay, it's Imp- it's Imperial stormtroopers. Like you you fight Vader in in the in that game. Yeah, you do. Okay, never so mind. So it's it's after the it's after the prequels, but before the or the OG. Okay, yeah, he'd be dead then. So I think he'd be dead. Um, or be real or old. Real old. Um. So anyway, uh, they're. They're investigating this this area because it's a warehouse where like all the workers just disappeared. Yeah. Um, and like there've been pockets of civ- like towns that have just been emptying throughout this area. So they're investigating. Yeah. Uh, so they're going around this this uh, this warehouse. Uh, they're unable to use their comms or some kind of interference. Um, and then you start hearing like spooky noises and whispers, like just like going all around them. And they're trying to figure out where it's coming from, and they can't. And it's just like, it's unnerving AF. Yeah. Yeah, I'm turning this into a horror moment. Are you really? This is going to be a dark movie, y'all. Okay. You're having some scary parts. Oh, yeah. You're you're going spoopy. you're going to lose it when you find out who my villains are. So You're going to go spoopy. Okay. So they turn to look behind them to see, because they both send something behind them. They both whip around, Mm -hmm. and they're holding their lightsabers. You know, like, you know, kind of like we did when we took our pictures. So there's like, a yeah, gap. there's like a gap between them. Yeah. And out of the shadow is a white mask right behind, right between their faces. Oh, okay. Yeah. And it's Darth Nihilus, y'all. You're bringing in Darth I'm Nihilus? bringing in Darth Nihilus. Shouldn't he be super dead? So the, the older Republic games aren't canon anymore. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm going to go, like I said, I went Buck wild. So real talk, I thought about trying to like shoehorn Revan in there somewhere. Dude, it just didn't make me, sense. Revan, Revan was my first like oh, I really want to do Revan. Yeah, no, as soon as I, I pitched, really I was like, there has to be a Revan. way I can put Revan in here. So because Revan's my favorite Sith Lord. Oh, without a doubt. <laughs> yeah. But uh Knights of the Republic, Knights of the Republic 2 are not canon anymore. I know. Yeah. So like the you can use that character. I'm, I'm using yeah. those characters. I'm I'm yeah. changing them a little bit. Okay. I'm still keeping to their backstories, but like I'm I'm still changing them a little bit to fit this world. Okay, sure. Yeah. Um, Go for it. I'm on board. I was just I was just asking a question. I'm on board, 100 percent with this. So the mask just appears in like a very terrifying jump scare moment of just like. Yeah, they don't notice it at first, and then they both kind of do like the turn, and then lightsabers go out, and then you just hear screams, and then their bodies light up as he drains the life energy out of them. Oh, okay. Because we introduced that as a thing in the in the in the last sequel trilogy, where yeah. Palpatine just drains the life out of them. Yeah. Uh, and so, if you don't know, Darth Nihilus is known as the Lord of Hunger. Mm-hmm. Okay, and the way it was described in the games was he fed on the force energy of people, and so like yeah. he would remove their ability to use the force. Basically, he essentially strip them down. Yeah, he wouldn't kill them. He would just strip them down to base level, and they wouldn't be able to use. Hey, the you force. just you're a human now. Yeah, 
Um, the movies, however, have leaned so heavily into the force isn't a superpower. It is it's a life force. It's a life force. And some are just more sensitive to it than others. So you can't really remove that ability. Yeah. So I'm tweaking it so that he just saps the life out of people. And that's how he so maintains. He becomes a vampire. Because if you don't know Darth Nihilus, uh, he <laughs> he got the ability to sap force energy, in my case, life energy. And he got so addicted to it. Yeah. That he kept doing it to the point where his he essentially dies but doesn't like his body gets destroyed and mm. his armor is held together by the force. He is in effect a force ghost. Yeah. That is being held together with other life force energy. Yeah. And so that's what we're going. We're going real spoopy scary. And he yeah, just going saps, dark. he saps the life out of these two Jedi and they die right there. Dude. Sith Jedi vampire, I'm here for it. All right. And then the camera closes in on the mask. Like they both drop. The camera closes in on the mask. And then it's just it's just it's just a stoic, no eyes, and then it just pulls back into the shadow. All right? Real real scary. And so we cut yeah. from there to Ray and Finn meditating. Very different vibe. Yeah. All right. They're meditating. The 80s music's playing in the background. They're in the car. They're rollerblading. Yeah. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> so they're both meditating on like an upper deck of the temple, like outside, looking at like the oasis that is now where the temple is on Tatooine. Like mm-hmm. you see the two suns and all that good stuff. Yeah. And then they both snap out of it and they're both like floating because that's how brave that's how you meditate as a Jedi. And they both drop and like sweating. And they're both freaking out and they're staring at each other because they both just felt the deaths of those two Jedi. Yeah. In an unnatural way. In a very unnatural way. And so when we cut to the Jedi chambers, um, and it's it's a similar layout to the OG temple. Um, maybe not the same color scheme, same chairs, but it's the same like circular, like we all sit in a big circle because we're equal and nobody's at the head of the table kind of thing. Yeah. Um, so they discuss um, what is possibly a Sith resurgence, as they mm-hmm. all felt it. Um, and then, uh, let's see. Sorry, I lost my place in my own pitch. Um, yeah. So there's a lot of back and forth of how they should proceed with an investigation. And Ray and Finn agree that it's too dangerous to send just a couple Jedi because two already died. Yeah. So they're going to take a couple Jedi Knights with them, and the two of them are going to go check it out. Yeah, a couple of red shirts. I literally made a note that said they take like a few red shirt Jedi with them. <laughs> like, I kid you not. It says, I, I, I'll, I'll send you a text later, like a, a screenshot. And it literally says, down down the road, when, when they when they get there, it says, uh, Ray and Finn disembark, uh, accompanied by a few red shirt Jedi. Uh, this is why Cody and I kind of discuss the pitches before we do That's those. So funny. <laughs> oh man. Okay. Um. Sorry, man. That you're that good, man. <laughs> okay, so um, they agree to do that, and then they also bring up another matter, which is they just got a request for aid from Poe. Um, he's out in the outer rim dealing with a large force of um the remaining stormtroopers, like a like a mercenary group. The, yeah, like a little insurgents group that sort of occupied a planet, um, or at least a, a large city on a planet. Um, 
it's uh, I'll say it's a very unpopulated planet and there's like the one main city and they've occupied it and so he needs help um, and that he warns them that their leader is doing some unnatural things and might be a Sith or might be or, or might be a force user is how I guess how he words it in his little hologram and so they're all like okay well this is obviously related this is obviously related yeah so matt smith and natalie agree that they're gonna go to pose aid okay and they just go by it's just the two so we're of them. splitting the party we're splitting the party so it's just the two of them going because that seems like a less of a threat because it's really just a recon like we need to meet up with Poe, see what the situation is if we can help at all mm-hmm. so um i want to do a quick cut now this might not make it might be in the director's cut i don't know um we're going to cut to Finn walking into his home and being greeted by his wife, Rose. Okay. okay. We're paying that off. I don't care. We're paying it off. Okay. Uh, he's greeted by his wife, Rose, their young daughter who of like 14. And she's Rose, holding... who's now played by. I didn't cast. Okay. I didn't cast. I, I couldn't, I couldn't decide. There's too many good actresses out there. I just. Okay. She's not in the movie long. I don't know. That's fine. <laughs> she wasn't in what Rise of Skywalker yeah. long either. Anyway, so he's greeted by their daughter and she's holding their two year old son. And he lets her know that, like, yeah, uh, there's some crazy stuff going down. I need to go. Me and Ray are going to go check it out. And she's like, mm-hmm. I don't like that. I don't, you know, that doesn't yeah. sound safe. Like, and he's um, like, no. And in a very Jamie Foxx slash Finn fashion, he's like, girl, you know, I got it. <laughs> you, you know how jamie fox talks you know, 100 everybody heard that in jamie fox's voice so he's he's very sassy he's a sassy actor he's a comedic it's i mean finn was a comedic character so he i was. felt like jamie fox was a perfect fit yeah um it was honestly between denzel and jamie fox and denzel would have been good too but denzel's a little more serious he's too than an serious actor. he's too serious yeah. i think jamie yeah. fox is perfect um and again, it leans into like, they're not traditional Jedi. I just want to mm-hmm. show that off as much as I can that yes, these people have families. They're not doing things the same way because logically speaking, if you have people that are in love and then you force them to stay away from each other, it's they're gonna, gonna, it's gonna it's, be not good. You're gonna get Sith. Do you want yeah. Sith? This is how you, get, how Sith. you get Sith. All right, so my B storyline, um, we, we, we end with, you know, like, a little moment where she's like go get him general and she winks at him you know as a little nod to the old the, the sequel trilogy so we cut to matt and natalie um they find poe and they sneak in to recon the situation on this on this in the city and what they find is a man with dark gray cracked skin mm-hmm. and if you know i pick nihilus you kind of might know where i'm going with this one yeah it is none other than Darth Sion. Yeah. Because they, the, the two of them ran the Sith Empire for a while. Yeah. Also, Darth Nihilus, by the way, is played by Benedict Cumberbatch. Oh, okay, cool. Because I think he's got a dope voice and can pull he, that he off. He has that, like, that deep yeah. kind of like... Look, he he played Smaug and it worked. Yeah, he could, he could, he could kill it with yeah. that role. And so Darth Sion is Idris Elba. Okay, I like that too. Yeah, 
That's a good cast. Because because look, he was a great villain in in um, the Fast and Furious spinoff. Hobbs and yeah, Charlie. yeah, he was he was dope. I think yeah. I think it, first of all, I think Elba is like crucially underrated. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Like, yeah. 100%. Everything he's in, I've loved. Yeah. In some in some way, shape, or form. Um, anyway. All right. So uh, we're going on an hour and a half. So I'm going to speed through a little bit of this. Okay. Um, okay. So anyway, they sneak in. Uh, they see they see this guy. His his again. His skin's like grayed and like cracking and decomposing. He's got one normal eye and one that's like bulging. No lids. It's all white. It's just like veiny. Yeah. Um. And uh, the man is talking to like his generals, uh, like just you know stormtroopers, but they're not like in full armor anymore. Like they've got like the helmets and bits and pieces of armor, but they're like. It's like makeshift. Like they have like normal like mercenary garb on. Like if you think of like the way Star Wars Visions did their stormtroopers in that like Ronin episode. Yeah. Um, he's talking to them, and a blue sniper shot clocks him in the head, and he drops. And I think, uh, like, you see like I don't know, like a young teen on a rooftop off in the distance, and then like all the stormtroopers in the area just obliterate this kid. Oh wow! Okay. They all just turn and obliterate him, and so Poe says something Is this like, "Darth Sion." Darth Sion just got shot in the head. Okay, yeah, okay, okay. Yeah, they they eliminate the kid that took. Oh, the, the kid that shot that the. Shot okay, Sion. I got you. I thought they were. So, I thought they were obliterating Sion. No, no, no. no, no. Um, okay, and so Poe and Matt and Nat are off on like Matt and Nat. Nat, Nat. <laughs> They're off on like another roof somewhere, just like observing this. And they see the kid off in the distance shoot, and then they obliterate the kid. Mm-hmm. And I think we get some, you know, a moment of like Poe being like, "Damn, hell of a shot, kid." And then like, "Well, I guess that takes care of that." I mean, we just need to clear out the stormtroopers. Mm-hmm. And then Natalie's going to say something along the lines of like, "I wouldn't be too sure about that." And then points, yeah. and then like the guy's body, Scion's body starts like twitching and convulsing, and then screaming in pain, and. Uh, clutching his head and he like uh, just lets out like an ear splitting like just yell agonizing pain as he starts to stand up and I think one of the stormtroopers again I'm, I'm gonna switch Scion's workings up a little bit one of the stormtroopers drops his gun and is like screw this and runs <laughs> <laughs> because I think it would be humorous yeah this man is coming back to life yeah, he was like, just sh- like nah. Grant, his skin was cracked and his eyes were bulging, but whatever. I watched him get shot in the head. Yeah. No, he, he, like, I just literally, like, a comedic moment, like, you can get, like, Sudeikis or somebody in this, in this outfit that's just, Hell like, yeah. just, like, drops it up, <laughs> nah, and just, nope, nope, <laughs> and then just takes off. And then, um, so what I, what I want is, like, Scion to just, like, screaming, just reaches out and stops him. Mm-hmm. And then he's like, he just raises up, and then we're gonna have like a, a Stranger Things moment, where like his limbs just start crumping Breaking. in yeah. on each other, like just in yeah. horrifying ways. His armor's crumpling in on itself, and just like into like a blob, basically, just awful, horrible yeah. sound effects, and cracking Scion, and everything. Yeah. And Scion is just like. Like all while this stormtrooper is screaming in pain, like it's not killing him. 
Oh, he's still alive. He's, okay. He's making sure with the with the dark side to keep this yeah. guy alive for the as long as he can, so that he feels it, and mm-hmm. he's like feeding on the pain. Mm-hmm. And then as this guy's like screaming in pain, you see like the hole in his head start to close up, and then like there's like a new crack there, but yeah. like he heals, and so. And again, in Coder 2, he's the Lord of Pain. Yeah. And he harnesses his own pain, hate, and anger to cheat death, is essentially how they worded it in yeah. the game. But I'm going to sort of... He uses others' pain, hate, and anger. Go, he's going to, not only just his, but he can like siphon life using pain or something like that. Yeah. He, he, he feeds on pain. Creepy, dark side stuff. Yes. Because this movie's dark. Yeah, is this movie rated R? Because it should no, be. No, it's it's it's, it's going to borderline. It's going to borderline. Okay. But it's okay. it's a Star Wars, so it's got to be PG. It's one of those like hard PG thirteen yeah. movies. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, uh, the he says something evil like, uh, the the pain of the weak is such a treat." You know, just something yeah. like just like God, something just dang. like yeah, yeah. This man likes pain. Yeah, so cut back to Poe. Here comes like, the pain. Star Wars Episode Ten. Here comes the here pain. Comes the pain. <laughs> so we cut back to Poe, who's like, "Cool, time to go." Yeah. And so they all like book it, uh, but they're they're definitely spotted on their way out. And so there's a big fight between Poe, the two Jedi, and all these stormtroopers, and you know, military, ex-military, or whatever. Yeah. Um, so we see the lightsabers. Um, Natalie has like a double bladed um what did I say? A blue double bladed lightsaber and um Matt rocks a because they showed it off in the trailer for the new Jedi game, a green claymore style lightsaber. Heck yeah, let's do it. Like it's it's longer, it's got the cross guard, but like yeah. not like Kylo's cross guard, like it actually has metal underneath so you don't chop your own fingers off. Smart. Um but like it's it's a it's like I mean long hilt, like it's a double blade, like double-handed rather. Yeah, like we're we're talk we're talking like the big sword on the back yeah. except it's just yeah, a yeah, lightsaber. Yeah. Because he was Damon and Yeah. I want to see Matt Smith be more Damon. Because so, I just want Matt Smith to be Damon in everything I want, now. I just want him to be Damon. So anyway, <laughs> there's a really cool epic fight down, uh, uh, fight where they're like, you know, we got to get back to the ship or whatever. And then Scion shows up and I want Matt to be like, go. And he like force shoves both of them towards the ship. And okay. he's going to, in effect, sacrifice himself to give them time to get out. Oh, uh, RIP Matt Smith. RIP Matt Smith. Um, so there's a big fight between the two of them, all right? And I'm going to say that, like, Matt's holding his own. Like, like Oh, like he's going toe-to-toe he's with this man? He's going toe-to-toe with Scion. Like, Scion is – so he's a good fighter, but mm. his bravado, I don't know, his, his, like, aura of, like, evil is not on his skill with a lightsaber. It's on his ability yeah. to crouch so, so- people. Yeah, to, to give him the crunch. To give him that, to give him that crunch. So, uh, Matt lands a killing Star Wars blow. Episode Ten. Give him the crunch. Give him the crunch. <laughs> Matt's gonna land a killing blow. He's okay. gonna like slice him like clavicle down to the stomach. Like just like hanging off like a thread kind of thing. Yeah, and just like, right. and then 
He's like, he's like, just stay dead. And then he like turns around and and they're like, you see Poe and, and Natalie both like, like the ship's like ready to go and Natalie's hanging on to the edge like, like thank God, you know. And then like he did it. Oh, yeah. I didn't think he was gonna do it, but he did it. And not uh, Scion's like on his knees, head down, like mm-hmm. sort of hanging off. Like he's he's not good. Yeah. And then you just see a red lightsaber go straight through Matt's stomach mm-hmm. from from behind. Again, Nihilus is still sitting there. You mean Scion? Scion, sorry. Scion's still sitting there. Um, but then the camera moves a little, and his hands outstretched. And he's like force pushed his lightsaber through. Lightsaber through. Yeah, that's that's badass. Yeah. I like that. I like that visual. And then, and then his head just like you know like creeps up, and he's like smiling, but like in like a pained, crazy way. Yeah. And then you know Natalie's like screaming no. Poe starts to take off, so she can't jump off. Yeah. Um. And then like I want to have again because this is PG thirteen. You see it from behind Natalie. Yeah. And so it's very blurred out, but you see Matt raise up in the air with the lightsaber in him, and then you just see the lightsaber like, just like, dice him. Yeah. You don't see it because it's blurred, but you see yeah. Matt get diced. You see just the lightsaber yeah. going through a body a bunch zoom. of times. And then you just see not. Uh, you see like pieces like fall yeah. out. <laughs> and then you just see Scion stand up, and then from behind Scion again, and in an angle that you see up, so you don't see Matt's just dice body. yeah you see scions like you see through scion because mm-hmm. he's been sliced and then you see the ship and that's what we're gonna do like the cut where like his body's like closing up as the ship's taking off as the ship's taking off and so like it like you no longer see the ship and that's what we'll cut to yeah. the next scene which is, i like that that's some good imagery right there i'm just saying uh, so the next one, and this is where like I I didn't quite make it all the way to the end, um, but I've I've got an idea. Um, we get to Ray and Finn as they disembark the ship at the warehouse from the beginning of the movie. Mm-hmm. They both stop because they just felt Matt die, and they're like, "We can't stop." Master So and So is dead. Yeah, we we can't stop. So they go. They're accompanied again. I literally have it written down here: a few red shirt Jedi knights. Love it. Um, Ray has a double-bladed yellow lightsaber. Hell yeah! Because she was going to staff, um, so she's going full Bastula. And Finn is rocking two lightsabers. My guy. Oh yeah, double-wielding. Yeah. Um, And he's rocking it sort of Star Killer style. So they're like backwards, sort of Ahsoka, like Star Killer. That's how. That's how he's rocking it. I like it. Um. So they're going through this warehouse and they get further than the two did. They find their bodies and their lightsabers and they collect the sabers because nobody picked them up. Nope. Why does Darth House doesn't need them? So they're going through and they discover there's like a big underground system. And they're like, oh, this must lead underneath the warehouse. Like maybe there's a mine or something. And as they go down, it's it's more than that. It's essentially like an underground city. Mm-hmm. that's been dug out yeah over x amount of years and while they don't necessarily see anybody because it's dark i mean it's pitch black a 
bunch of red lightsabers ignite. Oh, a yeah. bunch of red lightsabers. Like just... Yeah, it's just like... Just like this whole city gets illuminated by red lightsabers. Yeah. And, and it's like... Oh, oh, no. And then like right in the dead center, again, there's just a black spot right in front of them. Nihilus lightsaber. And he's right there. Yeah. And he says something along the lines of like, I don't know, you, you, you f- welcome... You know, he's just, you know, in a very like welcome creepy nihilist way of just like welcome to the end mm. of the Jedi. And then all those red lightsabers just start converging and they book it out of there. I must say, like, they sort of like because it's it's a small entrance, they sort of funnel a little bit. Yeah. And it's a fight between a bunch of <laughs> Sith acolytes and these Jedi Knights who hold their own because they're Jedi yeah. Knights versus Sith acolytes. <clears throat> yeah. Which weren't full on Sith, kind of like the sisters weren't full on Sith. They were yeah. force sensitive, but they weren't indoctrinated because there can only be two. We're still leaning on that. Yeah. Um, there's a big fight between Acolytes, Ray, Finn, and these Jedi's, and these knights are getting marked. They're they're yeah. gonna get marked. One of them's gonna get marked by. They Nihilus. hold their own for a little bit, but yeah. then the numbers game like gets it's, it's a numbers game. But then like you also have Nihilus who like literally like flies in like Voldemort basically, yeah, and just like palms one in the face against. The Meanwhile, and Ray's just, over here like Neo in Matrix yeah, Revolutions, <laughs> wrecking shop. Yeah, yeah. Where they, like everybody stops when Nihilus shows up, including the yeah. acolytes. Like they all just sort of like bow. They just stop and kneel. Yeah, because he'll kill you if you don't. And so he just swoops in, grabs like the last remaining Jedi Knight, pins him against a wall, just and just drains him, palming his face, and just drains the life out of him. And like you see the like his lightsaber like go through him, like through his mm-hmm. cloak, and it just because there's nothing there. It's yeah, just, it's just energy, and he just saps the life out of him. And they're like, "Oh shit, this isn't good." Like Finn's no, it's, like, it's real bad. It's real bad, and Finn's like, "We need to go." And so they're both like, "Yep," and they both just turn and run because they're yeah. like, sometimes you just run. They do the force run because it yes. hasn't been seen We're since episode one. Do the force run because yeah. it hasn't been seen in forever. You see them both just zoom. Just they give the look like we're doing this right. Yep. Like, and yeah, we're doing this. Off. And I'm gonna say. We're leaving all these Jedi Knights to die, right? Yeah. So, well, they're all dead except for one. Oh, yeah, wounded, yeah. Like, sort of halfway between them and the ship. Mm-hmm. And Ray's like, I'll get him. Finn gets on the ship, starts it up. Ray runs over. And before she can even get to him, Nihilus just right in front of her. Yeah. Like, it's just a cut to his mask. Yeah. Because he's just energy. Because he's, he's just, just energy. energy. And in a similar moment, Ray, like, uses her force abilities to like project her voice to fan and just says go oh go now and ray and nihilus are gonna show down and i think ray's gonna pull out some stops she's gonna force lightning like she's still okay capable of doing these things yeah she has she, some palpatine in her yeah, she's got she is a palpatine yeah so she is going to force lightning. palpatine's like, in there yeah and none of the acolytes are going to join in they're literally just going to kneel and watch yeah, because they know they know their place. Yep. 
Finn is it, when, when Nihilus says this is mine, that's Nihilus's. Yeah. Finn Finn leaves. And like as he's about to leave, like you see hear, at you hear Nihilus's voice in the ship and, and says, Tell the world that Nihilus comes for them or something like that. Yeah. And he's out. And he's like losing it because he just left Ray behind. Yeah, but she's holding her own. There's a big ass epic battle. Like I'm talking, like end of end of Revenge of the Sith battle. Like they're just yeah. they're flipping like, over. There's like, it's fire like, everywhere. Yeah. It's nuts. Things are blowing up. She's force yeah. lightning him. It's like Cloud versus Seth Roth when I have children. Like it's it's nuts. Um, to the point where like as they're going, he's draining life out of her here and there. Mm-hmm. Like that's how he's hitting her. Like they're still like he's fighting with a lightsaber. He's holding. She's like, his getting own. like older. Is her hair getting like whiter? Her hair's getting a little white. Yeah, like it's just yeah. like little things, and she's like getting tired. Yeah, and like can't move as quick. And then, a little bit slower to react. Yeah, yeah, and then like there will be a moment where like you're like, oh, she might pull this off, where like she's like really bearing down on him and like really giving into that like Palpatine Dark side. Yeah, but I mean that's. And I'm just, she's going to have a moment where she like snaps out of it. Like she's going to like flashback to blowing Chewie up. Yeah. Or thinking she blew Chewie up rather. Yeah. And then she's going to stop. And in that moment, Nihilus is going capitalize. to capitalize, destroy her lightsaber and just like grab her by the throat and drain the life out of her until she's dead and like crack her neck in the process. Jeez. Ray's so dead. We're Ray. killing Ray, and then the end of the movie is is basically Finn getting back to the temple at the same time as Poe and Natalie, mm-hmm. and them explaining to the council what just happened on either end. Yeah, and like this is threat is real. The threat is real, and then the that'll Sith, be- yeah, you do anything like the Sith have a resurgence. <laughs> Yeah, the, the, they've the, there's a resurgence of the Sith or something like that. Yeah, like it's it's coming. There's a war coming. Yeah, and then that's yeah. the end of the movie. Okay, and then we'll set up the next two movies to be like a big battle between the new Jedi and the new so Sith are, acolytes. Question: Are Nihilus and Sion working on the same side? Yes. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Because it was uh, they they kind of did their own thing. They did their own I thing, guess. and they still are. Yeah. Like like in the in the game, like they sort of did their own things, but like. They killed their master because they served the same master. Mm-hmm. They killed her and just decided that we'll run things, but we'll kind of do it in our own way. Our own way. Yeah. Because they were picking up after Malik and Revan. Yeah. So I'm going to sort of lean on that. Like they're, again, they're allies, sort of like the Republic and the Jedi. They're allies, but they're not like they don't run things by each other. Yeah, they're not BFFs. Yeah. They're doing their own thing. Yeah. Looks like Sion might be in charge of like the remaining order. Sion, Sion and... is 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 maintaining the the last rem- remnants of the the stormtroopers so that they have like foot soldiers. Yeah. And, and then Nihilus is training up all the Sith acolytes. And boy howdy did he. Yeah. So that's that's my pitch for episode 10. Dude, I like dark. it. I like it though. It 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 was cool. It brought characters in from the extended universe into canon again, which I'm always for. Yeah, I liked it. Um, which one did you guys like though? Yeah. Cody's or mine? Which one? Which one of us had the better pitch? Maybe you have a better pitch than we do. 
and you would like to do that. Um, we have this nifty little Discord that Cody is going to link into this video that yep. you can uh, follow. And there is a handy little tab over here called Elevator Pitch where you can join the conversation or suggest something. I saw that somebody today suggested that we do a pitch for Mr. and Mrs. Smith too, and I'm on board with that. Oh, it's on the list. It's on the list. Yeah. I love that movie. No, it was great. Um, so, but yeah, the, like I can't wait to do a 500 year time jump. And no, I'm just kidding. Yes. Uh, it's their great, 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 great grandchildren. Um, uh, yeah, yeah. So, uh, yeah, like Tim said, there's an elevator pitch. Uh, there's a pitch suggestions and, a, and an elevator combo section uh, where you yeah. can let us know what you think, what you think we should pitch. Or if you're watching this on YouTube, do it yeah, below. Yeah, do it in the comments. Let us know. Um, yeah. Uh, if you're watching on a podcatcher, if you're watching on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, leave us a review. Leave yeah. us five stars. You know, I'm just saying. Um, like, look, tell your friends about it. Like, tell your you friends. Know. Share it. Share it around. Spread the hey, word. Hey, there's these two idiots that think they know movies. Um, but yeah, I don't know what we're gonna do for the next one because nope. we don't plan that far ahead. Um, nope. We're playing. We're riding by the seat of our pants. Yeah. So uh, until next time, guys. Bye. Bye. Man, I, I need I need both movies. Like <laughs> I want to see them both so bad. Dude, your pitch was awesome. Dude, I I, I thought about it long and hard, long and hard. I yeah. was just I was like, mm, I need Nihilus. I need Nihilus to come back because I I didn't like Coder Two as much as one, but man, Nihilus as a villain is is awesome. Nuts. Yeah. yeah. Coder One's by far the better oh, of the yeah. two yeah, games. Yeah, yeah. But I like I like I like the liked it. I like the casting too. Between this and Jumperman, I think I think this I don't I think this is our the best one so far. I think so too. Like, I don't know. I, when, we, when we finished Jumper, I was like, "This is the best one." Yeah. And when we finished this one. I was like, "This, this is, is the, also best. the best one." <laughs>